Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there is so much information out there, so I'm here to help you navigate it all and live your best life. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to a solo episode. I feel like I haven't done one of these in a while. So as usual, I just kind of compiled some questions from Instagram, from Q&As, and We will see where it goes. I definitely got a lot of questions about like exercise and diet. So I'll go over some of that to begin with. And then just going to lazy river it and see what questions pique my interest today. So let's see here. Okay. First question, how to balance routine with spontaneity and challenging self outside of comfort zone? So you guys probably know by now I'm very into certain routines that support my well-being and kind of add structure where I need it to my life. But I kind of see it like by doing these things, I feel like my best self so that then I can be spontaneous and challenge myself outside of my comfort zones like this person asked. So it's not about having routines that I can't deviate from at all, but like having routines as kind of a foundation to build a life on. So for example, my morning routine, you guys know I get so bored listening to people's routines and even talking about mine, but I know people are interested. So for years, my routine has more or less been to wake up at a certain time. Usually my body wakes me up around 6.30, unfortunately, and I make my matcha. I meditate. I read a few daily passages. Sometimes I journal. I will go over my to-do list and my calendar. Lately, I will get a walk-in or a workout. Now, of course, I have to play all my word games. (laughs) So I have to play Wordle and Quirtle and Octurtle and Spelling Bee. And somebody just told me about Wordle 2, which has six letters. And now there's Worldle, (laughs) which is geography. So like I could just never get out of bed at this point. But I do. I do all of this before like 9 a.m. And at that point, I have taken care of my mind and my body. And I usually, not always, feel like calm and energized to then do whatever life puts in front of me on that day. And like I'm in a good mindset. 
And then at night, I do my skincare, I read, maybe I take a bath. I really value having a few hours of phone-free wind-down time. Like it really makes all the difference for me at night. So with these routines, I feel my absolute best most of the time. And then I can be spontaneous and take on challenges and live life on life's terms and have fun and be adventurous and all of that. And I can try to work hard without burning out. And I can say yes to a lot of things and do things that scare me. So you get the point. I don't see routine as like rigidity, but I see it as structure where I need it in my life to then support myself so that I can live a challenging, spontaneous, fulfilling life. So I hope that kind of answers that question. I'm very tired today. So I might go off on some tangents and ramble. Never know what's going to happen. Okay. So how to stay in the zone with a healthy lifestyle. This totally ebbs and flows. I rarely feel like I'm always in the zone. But the main motivation for living a healthy lifestyle is just quality of life and feeling good. I really, really like feeling good, period. I don't like feeling groggy and lethargic and tired and anxious. Nobody does. And I don't want to get sick or have health issues down the road. And obviously taking care of yourself, there's like a certain vanity aspect to that too. I'm not above admitting that. So really that's what drives me. And also I'm blessed with a super sensitive body. So when I don't get enough sleep or exercise or I eat things that don't really agree with me or just make me feel kind of blah, I feel it pretty intensely. So it's a blessing and it's a curse, but it kind of keeps me on track. So beyond that, like the actual how of it, It kind of changes, but right now it's just really kind of leaning into doing things that I enjoy so that I can be consistent. So I have Ashley, my workout wife, and we do Pilates together and we have done some walks and like a little hike and I have Harley, my trainer, and then I have other friends that I walk with and then I fill in with like Obey Fitness or another online platform. And I really enjoy all of these things. And Surprisingly, I'm really loving my workouts with other people right now because I love the social aspect of it. I'm definitely in a very social phase of my life right now where I want to be around people and be around new people and making connections instead of like staying in my little bubble. And what else? I'm also cooking a lot more recently. So that's enjoyable. And I have to say, I feel so much better when I'm not ordering out every meal. And... Yeah, it's enjoyable when I'm not filming it, which is like most of the time I am filming it, but there is like a certain cathartic thing to cooking for me. So all of these kind of quote unquote healthy lifestyle things are actually things that I want to do. So to stay in the zone with a healthy lifestyle, I think like aim for enjoyment, not rigidity so that it doesn't feel like something you're forcing yourself to do. It just becomes a lifestyle. Okay, how to keep from beating yourself up from fitness goal setbacks like sickness. Okay, I'm just going to say it. There is so much more to life than reaching fitness goals and your body. It's definitely taken me a long time to get here to this place. And 
I know from experience that it's kind of one of those things that you have to learn yourself rather than just like learning from hearing somebody say it. But it is so true. Like in the big scheme of things, sickness, injury, periods when we can't work out for whatever reason are going to happen. That's just life on life's terms. And again, in the big scheme of things, that time is so insignificant, whether it's a week or a month or a couple months. So just let yourself heal or go through whatever you're going through and let that be the focus and just pick it back up when you're fully ready. I remember in early days of doing BBG when I was super rigid and obsessed with my goals and my body and all of that, I had to have surgery because I had a big ovarian cyst. So like I flew to Boston to have this surgery. It was endoscopic, but it was still super traumatic to my body and that they went into my stomach and they, you know, blew it up and clamped some organs down and removed this thing. And I was supposed to take four to six weeks off, maybe probably around four because it was endoscopic, but I can't remember. But I was back in the gym doing BBG with modifications, like in pain after like a week. And I remember people telling me to stop, but I was truly obsessed with working out and not for the right reasons at all. I felt like if I missed any time, I was just going to like, I don't know, lose all my progress. And sometimes you do lose progress and that's okay because... It's so cliche and cheesy, but like it's a marathon, not a sprint. So when I did that, I'm definitely lucky that I didn't hurt myself. And then I can compare that with when I injured my foot last summer and I was basically immobile for a few days. And I really took that time and let myself heal. And then when I was ready, I picked it back up with Harley in the fall and with Pilates and walking and everything that I'm doing now. But I did definitely take like the injury was in July August, September, I think most of October, like for three months, I really didn't do a whole lot. And, you know, my body fluctuated, but how I looked then when I was taking my break last summer, last fall is literally of no consequence now. Like it does not matter. I don't even remember. So what matters is that I gave myself the time. So I guess moral of the story is you've just got to give yourself some grace here and respect your body enough to give it a break when it needs it. Let's talk sexual wellness for a minute here. Imagine the best orgasm or sex you ever had. And now imagine that it could be even better with products that were designed to naturally enhance sexual pleasure and give you access to bigger and better orgasms, solo or with a partner. Well, Foria has products for you. So they use all natural and plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and relieve discomfort. And they make products that will transform your sexual pleasure and your sex life. So they have a couple products that I really want to tell you about. They have their Awaken Arousal Oil. So this is like a juicy warm-up that helps you get really turned on, increasing your pleasure and deepening your orgasms. It has CBD and warming, sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasm, and helps with any discomfort. And best of all, it just turns you on. And then they also have sex oil. So like using the Awaken Arousal Oil and the sex oil together are the perfect combo for peak pleasure. 
Euphoria has a serious cult following with tens of thousands of people who have had their sex lives transformed through using their products. So I definitely recommend giving it a try and joining in. So I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself to more deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. So Foria is offering a special deal for my listeners. You can get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout. That's Foria Wellness, F-O-R-I-A wellness.com slash blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E for 20% off your first order. Again, I recommend trying the Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. You will thank me later. By now, you guys probably don't need me to tell you about my love for Athletic Greens, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because last week I missed a few days and I definitely noticed a difference in like my energy in the morning, my energy throughout the day, definitely noticed a difference in bloating. So this really is such a critical part of my wellness routine. So what Athletic Greens is, is basically a greens powder with one scoop of Athletic Greens AG1. You are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And this particular blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. So I take mine in the morning on an empty stomach. First thing when I wake up, I mix about eight ounces of water with one scoop of AG1 and a couple ice cubes, shake it up. And it's really something that I crave. People are always curious about the flavor and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. It's really good without being overly sweet. It doesn't have added sugar. It kind of tastes a little bit like pineapple and vanilla. That's the best way that I can describe it. And if it's not your thing, mixing it with water, you can also throw it into a smoothie. So there are definitely other ways that you can take it. So like I said, it doesn't have any added sugar. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It's also lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free. And it's just this like small micro habit that has so many big benefits and it's super convenient. It kind of replaces all of the supplements in your supplement cabinet and One of my favorite things about Athletic Greens is their travel packs. I bring them with me everywhere. And that way when I'm traveling or on the go and maybe I'm off my routine a little bit, not really sure what I'm going to be eating, I feel like I'm covering all my bases first thing in the morning with this drink. So right now, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash blondefiles. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash blondefiles to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury and I am divorced, not dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead and lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So that brings me to current diet and exercise routine in addition to steps. 
how many days and minutes with Harley, etc. Okay. So my current breakdown is two days of Pilates at Forma. So reformer Pilates. Actually, I might be adding a third. So two to three days of Pilates at Forma, one to two days with Harley. And I just noticed this person asked minutes. So we'll usually do an hour, 50 minutes to an hour-ish. But sometimes we talk for a half an hour and then work out for half an hour. So it kind of depends on the day. And then I have my daily walks and then an at-home workout to fill in on days where I want to work out at home. And like this fluctuates. So that's kind of my current schedule. By current, I mean like this week. But obviously things get in the way, scheduling. So it's not like some days I'm working out at home three times and then I'll do like a training session and a Pilates elsewhere. So it's always kind of changing. Anyway, you get the point. I have two accountability buddies in Ashley and Harley, which really wasn't my intention. But like I said before, it's fun to have people to work out with regularly. And that definitely helps. And then diet is what it's always been. But I really am making sure that I get a lot of protein in the morning. That really helps me to have energy, stay full and just feel like, I don't know, kind of grounded. And I'm sure you're all familiar with my protein oat blob that I have every morning that I love so much. And then I'll have a snack of like fruit and nut butter or a go macro bar or something. And then lunch is some kind of protein and veggies and a carb. I know this is so interesting. It's so basic, but it's like Harley said, like it's so simple. We make this so complicated. It's so simple. So then I'll have an afternoon snack of either a post-workout smoothie if I do an afternoon workout or crackers with like avocado or veggies and hummus or avocado, something like that. I'm really generalizing here. (laughs) And then dinner is either like a pasta with veggies, fish, tacos, fish tacos. I don't know. I need to come up with new creative dinner ideas because I eat the same things on repeat. And then dessert is either dream pops or a cookie. I love Nowhere Bakery, of course. I love Wellness by Samantha Broom or Brune. I can't remember the name. That's a good one that I just found that I really like. There's so many good local companies for desserts in LA. It's very exciting for me to find new ones. So obviously this is just a general example, but it's pretty simple. I aim for three meals, two snacks, and a little dessert. Okay. Current skincare and then skincare tips for my 20s self, not me, but the person who asked. Okay. So I went to Candice, who is the LA facialist on Instagram, and she put me on this program by Jan Marini. J-A-N-M-A-R-I-N-I because I know so many people will ask. There's like 10 steps, maybe more some days. And I was nervous because I have kind of like sensitive-ish skin where I don't really break out very much, but I don't know. I can get like dry and red and I just, I, I feel like I react to a lot of products. So I was nervous, but it has been pretty amazing. There are so many products. I don't even really know what they all do. So maybe I'll have her on the podcast or I could just look into it and tell you guys. But um, you can just go probably to the Jan Marini Instagram page or website. This is not an ad or I'm not affiliated in any way. But and then I'm also loving some other new products that I'm incorporating. Like 
I did this Strivectin eye cream, which I really liked. I like the BL Plus serum. I like the Fortuna. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Eye cream. And I also have a sample of their oil, which I haven't tried yet, but I've heard amazing things about it. But really that Jan Marini system is doing good things for my skin. And then skincare tips for this person's 20s self or just 20s in general. You guys should definitely listen to my most recent episode with Jen Hollander because she has good tips and I don't really have anything new to add. But for me personally, I would have religiously used sunscreen instead of tanning beds. Luckily for people in their 20s now, tanning beds are not a trend. And I probably would have like not slept in my makeup and not smoked a pack a day and gotten two hours of sleep a night and did blow all the time. You know, the usual. But the thing is... In your 20s, you can do all of that and look great. Like I did all that and I looked fresh as a daisy when I woke up in the morning, which is just so unfair. And it's really hard in your 20s to imagine that things will ever change, but they do. So I don't know. I I feel like I have to learn the hard way. I feel like it's hard to tell a 20 something or like tell your 20 year old self or whatever things to do because you really have to learn for yourself. But If I had to give advice, I would say definitely SPF, take care of your body, but also like enjoy your 20s and do crazy shit and have fun. Okay, number one skin treatment that isn't surgery. It's hard to answer this because treatment is such a general word. I don't know what this means like body or face or tightening or texture or whatever, but In general, I love lasers of all kinds. If we're talking face and skin, I really like Fraxel, but obviously skin type and concern are factors here. So body, I really like Fraxel as well. I've also done IPL and BBL. BBL not to be confused with Brazilian butt lift, but BBL, I think broadband light or something. And I really like those too. So if you're talking tightening on the face, I think some of the radio frequency options are good, but you need to have realistic expectations of what the treatment can accomplish versus what you want it to accomplish. And your doctor or provider should be really upfront about that. I think that there are so many kind of misconceptions and unrealistic expectations when it comes to non-invasive procedures and what they can achieve. And sometimes you spend so much for these non-invasive procedures when you could do the more invasive, more aggressive surgical approach and have like a long lasting result versus kind of putting band-aids on things. And like, as always, I'm not here to promote surgery, but I just think that that's something that people don't really consider. So now I'm getting off into the weeds and I'm not really giving you a great answer, but what else? I think Botox and filler can be great too, again, depending on what you want and what your expectations are. So I guess my official answer is that I can't answer. I love it all. I should have answered this one at the end, but we'll throw it in here. One thing I would start and one thing I would stop doing. I love that you guys turn the tables on me. I got this question so many times and this would definitely change like weekly, if not daily sometimes. But right now, I just feel like I'm so in the thick of it and dealing with a lot of like personal things and then work has been really overwhelming. So 
one thing I should or would stop doing is getting on my phone first thing in the morning. It's a habit that I cannot stand and yet I don't do anything to stop it. So sometimes I use it to do like certain readings or write notes to myself when I'm doing my little like morning meditation kind of things. But then my fingers just go to social media and email and then I'm off to the races. So I guess one thing I should start doing is having better boundaries around that and around work in general. It's really feeling like it's taking over my life and social media just seems like something kind of shifted this year. And maybe it's just my perception of it, but with like all the video and TikTok and everything, if you're working in this industry, you can just like 24 seven work. Like there's no time to be off. There's always something to do. And I've outsourced a lot this year, but obviously the content that I really like putting out is the stuff that I personally do myself. And I think that's what resonates most. So I'm trying to find balance going off on another tangent, but yeah, stop getting on the phone first thing in the morning and start implementing better boundaries when it comes to work. One of my favorite wellness hacks that I feel like not many people do is adding electrolytes to my drinks throughout the day. So this is something that Rob Yang, my nutritionist years ago, recommended me to do. And it makes such a big difference in how I feel. It makes a difference in my workout recovery and also in my bloating. A lot of my bloating is water retention. So he told me to add Celtic sea salt to my water, which was kind of gross. So I couldn't really stay consistent with it, but it helps so much with fluid retention. So basically electrolytes have an electric charge and are key to many bodily functions, including regulating water levels. So when your electrolyte levels become imbalanced, so do your fluid levels, which can cause water retention. So anyway, so many of us who eat whole food, unprocessed diets are actually not getting enough sodium and not replacing the sodium can negatively impact health and performance. And that's where Element comes in. So Element is a delicious electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar, none of the junk, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. And Element is basically formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited no matter what lifestyle or diet you follow. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio. That's 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. So I love the watermelon salt, the citrus salt, and the orange salt, but they also have other amazing flavors. So definitely go check them out. They also have an unflavored one if that's more up your alley. So if you guys wanna try, they have a great deal for you. You can purchase an Element sample pack for just the cost of shipping, which is $5 for U.S. orders at drinkelement.com slash blondefiles. That way you can try the different flavors. And if you're not happy, they will refund your money. No questions asked. So again, that's drinkelement.com slash blondefiles. That's drinklmnt.com slash blondefiles. And you will get a sample pack for the cost of shipping. Feeling your best starts with what you're putting in your body. And I know I feel my best when I'm eating really nourishing, nutritious food, which can be hard with a busy schedule and being on the go all the time. And when I start skipping meals or snacking on more processed things, I really start to struggle on all fronts. And that's where Saqqara comes in. So Saqqara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of 
plants. Their nutritionally designed chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-based ingredients, helping boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door. So I definitely recommend checking out the menu for this week near you. So this week they have their superfood muffins. They have wild rice and miso salad five herb pesto pasta. They have their Saqqara Glow granola, which is so good. They have plant-based lasagna bolognese, beet ravioli, and so much more deliciousness. And I really love that with Saqqara, you can create your own program from just one week at a time or weekly. You can do two, three, or five days. And there are so many other great products that you can add on. So the Saqqara shop is stocked with functional plant-rich products and wellness essentials to help you create a body you feel strong and vibrant in like their best-selling metabolism super powder. They have really good plant protein bars, teas, and their newest functional snack, super seed and nut blends. And right now, Sakara is offering my listeners 20% off your first order if you go to sakara.com slash blondefiles20 or enter the code blondefiles20 at checkout. That's sakara.com, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash blondefiles20 to get 20% off your first order. Again, sakara.com slash blondefiles20. Okay, how did I begin a healthy lifestyle after recovery and how is it different now? Well, the first year that I was sober, I really worked a lot, a lot on my mental health. That was definitely my priority. And I worked out a little bit, but nothing consistent. And then I went through all the phases with like tracking macros, doing BBG and running and then doing nothing and then doing weights and like eating mostly plant-based and then doing high protein and just so many different things. I feel like I've tried it all. And the thing is, and I always say this, we're always changing. So what worked a few months ago might not work now in terms of being fun and fulfilling or getting results or whatever your goal is. And that's something that I've really accepted this year, I feel like. Like I used to do something straight for two weeks, like take Pilates, for example. And in my head, I would be like, okay, I have done it. I have found something that feels good and I like it. And I'm going to do this forever, six days a week for the rest of my life and being in the best shape ever. And then like a week later, I miss a day and then I just stop working out for a month. So how it's different now is I'm way more open to what a healthy lifestyle means for me. And sometimes that's being more rigid, to be totally honest. Sometimes I feel like I have to do that to get myself into a good place because if I'm taking care of myself physically, like it affects my mental health and vice versa. And other times... It's really letting myself go. But I always kind of come back to this middle area that is really like just hashtag balanced. Okay. How to find friends that aren't into drinking and going out. Okay. So one is definitely Instagram. Some of my favorite people are people who I've met just from DMing with first. Like some of my closer friends right now are people that I've met on Instagram. So if there's someone that you vibe with, I would say definitely reach out. Also, Remy Park Veggiekins was on a few weeks ago and she had some tips about socializing without alcohol, which is that she makes plans to do like a matcha in the morning or a morning workout class or do the farmer's market or something like that that doesn't revolve around 
booze. And I feel like that's a good way to meet people too. Like workout classes are great for making friends. Then you also get the added bonus of a workout buddy, maybe like cooking classes, things like that. And then other than that, I'm sure there are clubs and things that you can find wherever you live that are aligned with your interests that don't have to do with drinking. Okay. Do I have any regrets in life? This person says that she looks back and regrets a lot. I personally don't feel like I have any regrets at all. I've been thinking about this lately. As like I said, I've been going through some personal stuff, not to be ominous, but shit has been kind of heavy lately and it's been hard, but I truly don't regret anything. And I think that's easy to say when you're in a good place and it's harder when things are not going well. But I really am so appreciative that I went through everything I did. And, you know, I had a crazy effing life before I got sober. And I'm glad I experienced that and got it out of my system and lived to talk about it. And while a lot of it was like kind of dark and painful, a lot of it was fun. So (laughs) that said, I do believe that there really is a bigger plan for all of us. And we can really only see like what is right in front of our nose. So this person who regrets a lot, I think finding ways that you can be present and not to be cheesy, but like find things that you can be grateful for now and just try to trust that there's a bigger plan for you. And I feel like it all just starts to make sense. And maybe that time is not now, maybe it's in the future. But again, I think like leaning into the present and yeah, trying to find things that you're grateful for. It's like an antidote for so much, so much easier said than done though. Do I feel like I'm missing out when I don't drink? Negs, negative. I don't even really notice it, to be honest. I think that there's a misconception that like if you don't drink, you... Well, like this person said, like if you don't drink, you feel like you're missing out or like you're thinking about it. And for some people that might be the case for me, at least today, that's not the case. And I feel like I really wouldn't handle hangovers very well today anyway. So how different is Ariel, the podcast person from Ariel, the wife or friend? I think I'm the exact same person on my podcast as I am in real life, but I guess sometimes on here, I'm a little more restrained, like if I'm interviewing certain people, whereas in other lighter episodes, you definitely get more of my personality, if that makes sense. But in general, I think pretty much what you see online and what you hear here is what you get with me in real life. Okay, how to build a life you want versus society expectations. I think it's like not that complicated. I think it's by doing exactly that. Do what you want and forget about expectations. I have talked about this before, but I think I have a certain attitude as a result of basically having a second chance of life where I am like, fuck your expectations. Sorry, I'm going to follow my heart and I really don't care what other people think. And if you think about it, society expectations are just kind of the sum of a lot of individual people's judgments, right? And I think that it was Dr. Jen who talked about the 30-second rule, and I find this to be true too. So people might think about something that you do or say or whatever for maybe 30 seconds, and then they go back to thinking about themselves. Think about how consumed you are with yourself and your own life. Like, are you really concerned with what other people are doing? Probably 
not. And that's not like a judgment there either. It's just how we're wired, I think. So society expectations are just like at a micro level, individual expectations. And individuals don't really care. Like nobody really cares. So I think do what you want, do what feels right and good for you, period. Okay, rant over. I'm going to try to do some quicker ones here. So let's see. Totally switching directions here. How do I avoid bloat? This person said my stomach is always so flat. Honestly, I could not tell you because this used to be such a huge issue for me. And then it just really got better. Like I did things to heal my gut, obviously, years and years ago. And I don't know. There are definitely days depending like where I am in my cycle or if I eat certain things that I get bloated. But for the most part, I don't. And I'm totally guessing here, but I think it's probably a combination of my diet. So interestingly enough, when I stopped restricting foods and food groups and things that I thought would be like triggering for bloating, a lot of my bloating subsided. And then I also think trying at least most of the time to work on stress reduction and like calming my nervous system through meditation and breath work. And I don't know, sometimes I eat my meals outside and just taking little breaks and walking and all of that. I feel like that definitely has an effect. And then if I feel like I'm getting bloated, I will take some array capsules. Those really do help me I've said it from the beginning. I don't know what kind of like voodoo magic they're working over there, but they really do work. And then also eating without distractions is really helpful and chewing as unsexy as those answers are. They definitely help. So yeah, I'm usually such a fast eater and I really do notice a huge difference when I try to be mindful and slow down a little bit. And also like it's really nice in LA right now. So I'll go outside and eat my breakfast outside or something just with no distraction. And it feels so much better than like eating in front of my computer or my phone. Okay. I was going to wrap it here, but I just realized I got a bunch of questions about the Bella Hadid Vogue interview. And I should, maybe I should have read the actual article before I am talking about this here, but I did read some other articles about it and I think I know the gist and it was basically that she said that she regrets having a nose job at the age of 14 and that she wishes that she kept the nose of her ancestors, which I think is bullshit, okay? This is nothing against her personally and I've said this so many times, like I cannot imagine the pressure. We all saw her mom on Real Housewives and how much she like favored Gigi and Bella was kind of like living under Gigi's shadow and and then she probably wanted to follow in Gigi's footsteps and be a model. So she bought a new face, okay, allegedly, but It doesn't really have to be allegedly because you can look at a side-by-side picture and that doesn't happen with growing up. So I think that by talking about the nose job, it's deflecting from all of the other alleged surgeries that she's had. And then of course, I think she said that she would never put Botox or filler in her face. And it's like, yeah, because you don't have to because you allegedly lifted everything. (laughs) I'm trying to think how to say this. Um, I don't think she's listening to the Blonde Files podcast, so I'm not too concerned about it. But 
anyway, this isn't like a criticism of the procedures. It's a criticism of the way that it's handled. And I've said this so many times before. I don't think anybody is obligated to disclose, but the kind of like sneaky manipulation of the narrative and the lying is what I think is really damaging to especially younger women, but anybody. I think anybody can get affected by that. And then I also just saw something today where it was a video on Vogue and it was with her and her hairstylist. And they were talking about like the snatch ponytail that she does, which definitely lifts the brows like a tiny bit. If I wear my hair in a ponytail, my brows are a little bit lifted, but it doesn't pull your entire face back. And they were talking about how she like made this such a trend. And again, it's like, no, it's not the hair. I just think it's so misleading. So I don't know when it comes to public figures and disclosure or lack of disclosure when it comes to procedures. Like again, it's nobody's business really, but I think it would be so easy for especially somebody at her level to not talk about it, have publicists who would tell interviewers, don't ask questions about it. I mean, that could be like an interview ender and just don't say anything about it if you're just going to lie. I think lying is the worst thing that you could do. And there are these like sneaky ways that I think sometimes public figures get around it. Like I remember Kim Kardashian years and years ago tried to prove that she didn't have butt implants by doing like an ultrasound or an x-ray or something. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's fat, it's not implants. So I would say take what they all say with a grain of salt. Those are my thoughts that I'm trying to articulate as I'm like falling asleep over here. So I think I'm going to end it here. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to me ramble. I'll talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. I'm always posting about each episode there or over on my personal page at Ariel Laurie.